the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. American prosperity is the bedrock of freedom and security all over the world. An obligation to the heritage of liberty and dignity handed down to us by our forefathers. It's time for the Pro-America Report with Ed Martin on The Answer San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Height filling in today for Mr. Ed Martin, who is out on assignment. Uh, but we do have a couple of great interviews from Ed and a few things he was able to pre-record. But I am happy to be here with you. Grateful to spend the time with you. We've got a lot to talk about today uh, on the program. But before we do, let me remind you, go to ProAmericaReport.com. There you can sign up for Ed's Substack. You can also find all of his writings, the things that he is talking about along form and as well go to phyllisschlafly.com there you will find all of the podcast files the standalone segments of each of our guests links and notes and descriptions of different things that we have talked about plus the absolutely awesomely powerful wink email that you want to sign up for phyllisschlafly.com you will get that to your inbox every weekday morning early in the morning just a couple of quick links and a few things that you need to know i promise you it will be a very valuable addition to the beginning of each of your weekdays so so go to phyllislafley.com, sign up for that. You can also find the podcast and the, uh, all the past segments of this show. But uh, yeah, that's it. We've got a great program today. I am really excited, looking forward to it. Uh, and there are some things that we should talk about before we get into it. We've got a couple of great guests. Richard Lyons joining us, as well as uh, retired Sergeant Major John DeVertai. We've got some really, really good ones coming up here. I'm looking forward to hearing those, and glad Ed was able to record with these great guests. But before we get there, there is something we should talk about. And, of course, we do it every uh, segment, every first segment of the Pro-America Report. Uh, right here we do the wink, what you need to know. And I tell you what, today is a doozy. This is something I want to pick apart just a minute, but... Um, you may have seen the news here. Well, we'll just back up. Let me give you a little bit of a, of a brief perspective. You've seen what over the last week or two we have been arguing and it's been going on longer than that. Make no mistake. But what we have been seeing publicly play out in uh, dueling headlines is the House and the Senate going back and forth. We're talking about a new uh, well, going back and forth. And then the Biden administration in the middle talking about a border bill, a possible border bill that would have fixes or this or that or the other. Uh, several conservative senators got caught up in this and it was it, it just turned into a whole big thing. But here's here's the deal. Overnight, I guess I should say early this morning, the Senate passed a bill. It has absolutely nothing to do with the border. Uh, the the Senate bill that came through focuses on foreign aid. In fact, it's a supplemental package providing aid, not just to Ukraine, uh, Israel and Gaza and the Indo-Pacific. This is a bill that contains... 95, just over $95 billion in foreign aid. 
but there is nothing to do with the border. There is no other bill that has anything to do with the border. There is nothing at all anywhere that has to do with the border, with here at home, with the things that are happening in America. And this is the question that we're this is the question that we're left to look at here. I mean, this is we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the program. (laughs) Pardon my by the way, pardon my frogginess. If you hear it a little bit here, we've got some allergies opening up here in the Midwest and it's uh, it's hit me here. But this has absolutely nothing to do with the border. And and it's just incredible. It's as if they have come along and said, well, we couldn't come to a compromise about the border bill, about anything having to do with our own homeland, about domestic affairs here in America. So let's just go ahead and give away $100 billion to other countries. Excuse me. What? You you, pardon me? You want to run that one by me again? I I think every single American taxpayer said all at once, collectively, would you like to run that one by me again? Congress is broken. The system is broken. The system must change. That's what you need to know. Congress is broken, and we need major change. We need upending, tumultuous change to make it to a different place in our country where we are actually managing and taking care of our country. That's where we are. Uh, this this is just beyond the pale. So there's a few numbers I want to get into and break down here. Now, so first of all, like I said, 95, just over $95 billion foreign aid package. 61 of it is going to Ukraine. $61 billion is going to the conflict in Ukraine, which at this point is coming to a grinding halt. Now, we're not going to get into all of the different conversations that could be had about the, the Tucker's interview with Putin and this and that and the other. But the, this is conflict is coming up on it. This is second year. Uh, to or going into its third year, I should say, we're closing out the second year of this conflict. We have almost an entire generation, by some accounts, of Ukrainian men lost, and there is no end in sight. And we've already given more than a hundred billion dollars in aid to Ukraine since this war began, February of 2022, and another sixty billion this morning from the Senate. Now, of course, this this package is dead on arrival. DOA. Speaker Mike Johnson says, which may we hope that it in fact it is, it is not going to go through the House and that they, the House must stand firm. But the, what we must pick apart here, I think, and the, the big thing for us to take away is just like we said a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how it is time for some up or down single issue votes. All of this omnibusing, throwing it together, trying to get it here. We're trying to package up this foreign aid alongside this border bill. No, just just vote on things that have to do with the border. Then vote on things that have to do with foreign aid. But here's the here's the big divide. And this is kind of what I want to talk about. It's very interesting because you talk about the divide in the Republican Party, the divide amongst conservatives. You see this America first movement. Now, of course, the old guard, I would call them the the neocons, the neoconservatives, this new conservative. That's what that means. Neo new conservatism uh we're referring to this era of globalism like the the bushes and the dick cheney's of the world and the policies here that led to us feeding into the military industrial complex us feeding into trying to democratize other nations us uh essentially entangling ourselves in in all of the worst ways uh, that george washington warned us against in terms of the united nations and treaties and agreements and free trade which isn't fair at all to the united states and all sorts of things and i, I know i am throwing out some major topics here that are deserving of probably their own individual segments let me be clear i understand we're just kind of glossing by some of it but all that to say there is a huge divide amongst conservatives right now 
that we must address. And, and, and here's what it comes down to. Fix our country first. Fix our nation first versus no, just maintain the status quo. These are the two things that, that we're dealing with. Now, here's here's an interesting fact for you. And this is actually I saw this published by my own senator, uh, Eric Schmidt from here in Missouri. He pointed out that uh, two different facts, nearly every Republican senator. Now, oh, by the way, this 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 bill, let me back up. This bill was voted through uh, early. I'm sorry, not I said Wednesday morning to begin with. I meant Tuesday. This bill was voted through early Tuesday morning, 70 to 29, 70 senators for 29 against. Now, of the 29 who voted no. Nearly every Republican, obviously, we've, we've got a nearly half and half divided um, um, Senate chamber here, Republican, Democrat. Nearly every Republican senator under the age of 55 voted no on this bill, which he described as America last. It's very correct. Uh, he observed also 15 out of 17 senators elected since 2018 voted no. So as he says, things are changing, just not fast enough. This is really Really interesting because you look at the response from the other side of the aisle from uh, not just Chuck Schumer and from the, the from the left, from the Democrats, but from the Republican side of leadership. You see stuff that Mitch McConnell, who at this point, I think all, all of us, we have big problems with Mitch McConnell. Uh, it's not just that he is old and should retire and make way for someone newer and younger. But uh, there there is a, a fundamental disconnect between Mitch McConnell's actions and what I think is pretty clearly the will of the American people moving forward. And his response to, to these 29 who voted no was, you know, that it, what did he say here? Let me find it. I, I know it's become quite fashionable in some circles to disregard the global interests we have as a global power to bemoan the responsibility of global leadership. Well, guess what? The leadership in America is failing Americans. Our global leadership be hanged. I want our American leaders to take care of this homeland first. If you can't even deal with a basic domestic issue like having a border, you are not competent to handle our affairs and relationships and ally uh, allyships around the world, period. This is just this is the fundamental disconnect. It's absolutely mind boggling to me that people say, let's just keep going along while stuff is, is just being completely ignored here at home. No. Pay attention to what's going on here at home. So there, there's a little bit of an inside as to something that's happened this week. That The Senate vote came through. It is DOA on the House uh, side, according to Speaker Johnson. But there is a very interesting thing to pick apart here. There is a division amongst the Republican Party. There is a division amongst Republican senators. The younger ones, the ones who have come in more recently, they are carrying the mandate uh, that don't make no mistake. The news, the fake news media, the narrative machine, they'll all try to call you isolationists. It's not that. It is... You have to fix the problems here before we can maintain some sort of status across the globe. That's it. And that division is there. We are seeing the lines being drawn. We need more change and we need it faster when it comes to putting better leaders in office. There you go. That's what you need to know today. And we are going to come right back after the break with a couple of really good interviews. Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com. Go to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Pick up all of the podcasts. Sign up for the Wink email. Sign up for Ed Substack. And we will see you back here after the break on the Pro America Report.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, our next guest, he was with us a few months ago. I was pu- back pulling my uh, uh, records because I know I'd be talking to, uh, talking to him again. Uh, and especially, uh, we, I think last time we were talking about his book, his name is Richard C. Lyons. He's the author of two volumes. We'll talk about them in a moment, especially the second one, which is called Shadows of the Acropolis. Uh, he's from the Midwest in this country and has been uh, a, a poet, um, a, a screenwriter, an essay. Sayest, uh, but he's also a businessman. I, I, I recall if it's the second or third generation, he's a printer. Uh, his family's been in the printing business and publishing business. So he's a business guy uh, as well as uh, a communicator. So welcome back, Richard Lyons. How are you, sir? Oh, great. Ed. Great to be with you. So, yeah, look, you're on volume two of four volumes you mentioned off the air. Um, these these yeah. extraordinary books that are available uh, anywhere you buy books. The DNA of Democracy is volume one. The second one was just out about six months is called Shadows of the Acropolis. You're watching America. I mean, you're not a young, young man, but you're not in your, you know, you're not ancient either. And you're watching and like we've never seen it in our lifetimes. This uh, dramatic what um, division, not so much. To, I wouldn't say division. I would say nationalism resurging. That doesn't make a division, although the media wants it to be. I, I, what do you make of the broad You know, writing four volumes on this? What do you make yeah. of the broad moment we're in? Well, I. Yeah. Ed, I, I found myself like a lot of Americans back in 2010 and 12 yeah. that I was seeing political oppositions being attacked in the form of the Tea Party movement, yeah. the Sisters of the Poor, yeah. and orders being investigated like Cheryl Atkinson. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait a minute, this isn't my country anymore. This isn't the way it's supposed to function. So I started off by writing DNA of Democracy, which is how our country is constituted in liberty. Right. What liberty means? What what is the DNA that makes up freedom? And so that's what that book is dedicated, because I needed a starting place to get us where we are today. Mm -hmm. Where we are today is at in the past 100 years, our local powers, our state powers, our individual prerogatives have been assumed into a vast administrative state in one city of our country in Washington, D.C. And in one office said We're supposed to be a diffused form of government. There is one office that's just omnipotent, and that is the executive branch. So when you see when you see our border being abandoned, it is one office deciding to act unconstitutionally and to allow, you know, 11 or 15 million people into this country that all of us have to pay for in in the criminal acts that are going on and the taxes we're going to have to pay in the social services we have to afford. So that's one instance where uh, one person acting tyrannically, and it is a tyranny, uh, from one office in in government in our country, it was not the sort of government we're supposed to have, and I chronicle how we have changed in the last hundred years that has allowed that. So, uh, again, our guest is uh, Richard C. Lyons, and uh, his newest book is uh, volume two of his uh, projected four volumes. This one is The Shadow of the Acropolis, uh, out just a few months ago, six months ago or less. Um, When you see uh, what is happening, whether it's the border and the decision of the executive, I I agree with the executive is more power, the president, more powerful, the executive branch, more powerful than ever. But in this case, deciding to do less in terms of enforcing the border or per se, maybe said more uh, concretely, deciding to allow this refugee asylum system to be so rampantly abused Um, at a certain point, though, this is the question I have again, Richard Lyons, our guest, the author. um, What is 
are they doing it on purpose to destroy America? I mean, it's hard for me to understand people who want to destroy the country because it's even if you fight about whether you want abortion on demand or, or you know, or you want uh, homeschooling, you know, or uh, school choice, it's it's a great place to be. And yet when you watch what they're doing, these policies, it leads to the destruction of this nation. Yes, I, I agree. And there, there's a cause behind it, Ed, for the last hundred years, as the book documents. The seed of socialism was brought to America by Woodrow Wilson and took form in the administrative state of the country. And now the administrative state, was never, which was never made to be a branch of government, has all the controls in our society that you would associate with socialism. So you have half the country that believes in the manner in which our government was founded, which I chronicle in DNA of democracy. And the other half believes in, you know, the sort of demagoguery you would associate with socialism so that there is one president and a compliant media, which teaches the people how to behave. So mm-hmm. that, that is the democratic party today. Right. They do, they do not like being voted against anymore because their power is concentrated in Washington, DC and they don't like to be out of power. Uh, does does we we were talking off the air about uh, Elon Musk that you know suddenly yeah. Elon Musk is on his X platform and weighing in against illegal immigration and the yeah. comment I think was uh, that, that is attributed to you as he wakes up. Um, how much of a waking up um, do we have to have for people to see that we're 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 deterior- deteriorating rapidly? I, I let me say I, I say Richard I talk about the crown jewels of the United States. You want to go, crown jewels of of England? You go in there in the Tower of London in America. It's the yeah. Constitution, the rule of law. And and our founding values. And right now we are, whether it's lawfare or the border, we are, we are destroying the crown jewels. And I, I, I'm watching members of the bar, the legal community stand by. I'm watching members of the media stand by. It's, 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 um, I know what you're saying. It's been a hundred years, but it's also people are so passive. Yeah. And I, I think that's, that's because it's been so incremental, Ed. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, I call it a thousand little levies taking mm-hmm. power and wealth over time from individuals, localities, associations, businesses, states. And it's been over a hundred years, but now it's the power is so concentrated like any other uh, government uh, governed by human nature. They do not want to give up power. So think about what's going on now. There was an executive order that was one of the first things the Biden administration did. The, the, the executive order uh, detailed how executive agencies were going to go to work with left-leaning nonprofits, mostly in urban areas, to get out to, to expand the Democrat voter base. Right. At the same time that was occurring, they opened up the border. At the same time uh, they're doing that, they're going away from paper balloting in Democrat states. Right. To machines that you cannot, you don't have any paper trail. You can't audit. Hmm. At the same at the same time, if you go back a bit, they're allowing for ballot harvesting. Right, right. So if you, if you just need more votes, you just go to a sack of votes and say, here you go. So they're, I think they're registering illegal aliens in mass in inner cities. Right. And, and in states like Pennsylvania, when you go to get a driver's license, they say they check their background. I don't believe they do that in Philadelphia. Yeah. Automatically, when you get your driver's license, legally or illegally, you're registered to vote. 
Yeah. Um, Richard C. Lyons, our guest, his book, Shadows of the Acropolis, Volume 2. I was reading one of the reviews online, and at the last sentence of the review, this review said, or no, in the middle, it said, this is not your typical U.S. history book. Um, and it's, I think that's probably a compliment, because I, I want to ask you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I take it as a compliment. How... how how broken is our history? I mean, we now know fake news. Anyone who believes the mainstream news today is not, has not been paying attention for the last five to seven years. Now it's just clear. I, I use the phrase, uh, Richard, I say, forget Reagan's trust, then verify. It's distrust, then verify. But yes. how bad, how bad in your experience is the fake history? I, well, that is the thing. They're trying to destroy our history, right. trying to destroy the foundation in which our people are supposed to believe to be a free people. You have to believe in law and order. You have to believe in our Constitution. And these are things that should be asked of every uh, investigative reporter. It should be asked of every Democrat. What do you believe in? It's really simple. Do you believe in having a border in this country? Do you believe or do you believe in sanctuary cities? Do you believe in, in trafficking in human slavery? Do you believe in drug distribution? I mean, these are things that are pretty basic. Mm-hmm. And you either believe in a constitution or you don't. Right. The constitution is, it's, it's written. You either believe in it or you don't. And if you don't, you shouldn't be in office. Uh, Richard uh, C. Lyons, by the way, richardclyons.com is a website, too. And his book, uh, the most recent one is The Shadow Shadows of the Acropolis. Again, Richard C. Lyons. Hey, thank you for the time. We'll have you back again soon. It's been too long since the last time we talked. I appreciate it very much and uh, glad your voice is out there. And so do I, Ed. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, uh, Richard C. Lyons. Again, I'll put links up on our social media. Very interesting uh, and very interesting uh, how forcefully he's been able to take um, his arguments into the public square. I mean, there's two volumes now and uh, award winning. I think the first one was award winning and uh, a lot there. So pretty exciting. All right. We'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And, uh, you know, I was in, again, this happens to me every time, sir. You know, we're talking off the air. Uh, our next guest is a uh, retired Green Beret, uh, John D. Vertai. And we were talking off the air, probably more uh, as interesting as what we're going to say. But he is the author of a, uh, a book, We Are America, A Voice from the Silent Majority. It's been out a few years, but it's the silent majority that he's talking about uh, and, and, and tapping into feels to me maybe getting loud louder and louder right now. He's, I mentioned, a Green Beret, uh, served for 33 years in our military as a special forces guy, uh, retired as a sergeant major, uh, and now is uh, a, a um, you know expert in national security, obviously, and lots of other things. So welcome back. How are you, sir? Good, Ed. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. And let me make sure books are the books available anywhere you get books. We are America, a voice from the silent, from, from the silent majority. How do you feel about that? The book's now seven years old. So when I say that silent majority you're talking about, it feels like they're getting louder now. Is that right? 
Yeah, they are actually getting louder. And actually, the book, as you said, is seven years old. But every presidential election year, the year prior, I edit it and I change things. Okay, but I haven't changed the conclusions. Uh-huh. I may have added a couple of things, but actually, nothing's really changed because actually, nothing's really been done to fix <laughs> a dadgum thing. Is it, and why you, you know you, you guy like you had thirty three years where someone said, there's a problem, you have a way to fix that, and you'd say, we got this, 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 and this. Not 100%, but here's the odds, here's the risks, here's we're going to, let's go do it. And somebody would say, do it or don't do it. When you look at the problems in this country and the fact that they're not being fixed, why is that? Honestly, I think it's because the Democrats and Republicans, make their their main office makes money off of it. As long as they keep you and I divided and you and I donating to their cause, then they're going to continue the argument. Right. Period. Yeah. Uh, anything Anything that you see changing that? I think this election year, once before we've had an independent win the presidency, and that was Teddy Roosevelt. Uh-huh. I think, honestly, I think an independent, a good independent, I don't think RFK is it, is that independent, a good independent that goes towards the masses. And if you look at the moderate vote, it is over 60%. And three quarters of Americans don't want to see a Trump Biden race at the general election. Yeah. And I think what whoever takes that, and I think it's probably going to be Joe Manchin and possibly Nikki Haley as his VP, then I think you you have a viable candidate. But they have to convince the moderates why are we going to go outside the norm? Right. And that's going to be a hard ticket. And I think honestly, I think if that's Joe Manchin's plan with the no labels, whoever, then they're late. Yeah, I think that's I think think you're exactly right. Our guest is uh, John, John, John D. Vertai, retired uh, Green Beret. Just as a practical matter from sort of what I know and, you know, the the legal requirements and all it is. I think that's too late uh, at this point. Um, uh, Ask you a different question on uh, what you see. Uh, Military men and women, um, uh, veterans, there's a lot of talk. First of all, they're, they're having a recruiting crisis to get guys into the military. But I want to talk more, maybe more about guys that have served and gals that have served. Are they looking at this and saying, you know what, I'm just disengaging. Or, I, I'm just not I'm not going to bother with politics or voting or caring because it's not doing any making any difference. So when I was in, you know, I, I came in in 1982 and I got out in 2016. So I've, right. I've gone through a lot of changes, obviously. And generally, we don't really we try and stay away from it. You do have people that do get involved in it and they try and push it on their military counterparts. We've seen that in the past. Right. And we're seeing it now. And I completely disagree. You know, the military is supposed to be separated from the political side, even though we're run by civilians, you know, Congress and the presidency. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's the way that's the way it's set up. And that's a good process. But when you look at retention in the U.S. military, we reached 100 percent. Uh, last year, and we'll probably reach 100 percent in 2024. What we're not reaching is is our recruiting. So right. we were short about 25,000. The only service uh, that made it that made 100 percent that was the Marine Corps. But I think the Marine Corps because they're just I love those guys. I'm being in the Army, being a Green Beret. I love my Marines. They're right. just awesome, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. They, I've walked up to those guys and I'm just like, man, I'm just amazed. You know, they're just living in muck and they're right. happy. Right. You know, they're <laughs> right. just hard charging Marines. I love, I love it. You know? And, uh, but, but they hit their, mar- know, but they hit their marks and the others didn't. Why? I think it's just because of the, 
you know, the Marine Corps has a, has a, has a great following. Number one, you see a lot of family going into the Marines. You know, my father, my grandfather was in there, you know, my grandmother, grand and my mother. And so that's number one. Number two, you know, kids coming out of high school, they're looking for adventure, right? You know, and who's going to provide it? Well, the Marines are, right. you can get on a boat on a Navy boat and travel around the world. Right. You know, it's not, it's, and, it's, yeah, yeah, that's right. right. No, no, I, 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 what I wonder, what about the woke stuff? Do you think the woke stuff has, as, uh, is, is problematic in the military in a way that it wasn't before? I mean, has it gotten that bad? Yeah. Um, actually when I was a sergeant major, I mean, we had, uh, every October we had to get on the, on the, uh, everybody had to do these internet classes on human right. trafficking, cybersecurity, and some of the stuff I completely agree with. You know, but when you do human trafficking over and over and over again, when you're not in Europe, you're not where it's where it's occurring, like the border, um, then, yeah, I mean, and it's just ridiculous. And people you, you spend, you know, one or two days doing this and you have to wait for the computer to open up. So it drives people nuts, um, you know, where it's better just to say, hey, you know, update people. I mean, I'm a sergeant major. I got it. Right. I need cyber assistance because I'm an idiot when it comes to cyber. Right. You know, right. But I understand fishing. I understand all these other things, but we, we just pounded in. So what's going on with the woke thing. And that is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just opened it up for people who decided not to get the vaccine, open it back up. And the majority of them said, nah, not really interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's well, I, and I wonder again, our, our guest is a retired U.S. Army Sergeant, a major uh, John D. Vertai, and his book is uh, We Are America, Voice from the Silent Majority. I wonder if, if part of it is, as you say, that division uh, people just start to feel. Hey, I don't I, this is a weird thing to say. I'll say it carefully. People maybe don't feel like they want to fight for what feels all chopped up. I mean, I wonder if that's part of the problem. And and by the way, I don't blame, I blame both parties too, but I blame the media especially. And I blame social media dramatically in terms of the intensity of people's uh, feelings and divisions, but that, that may be part of it too. Well, let's get something straight. It's not the issue. It's the fact that you keep shoving it down people's throat. Right. You know, I've worked with people in the gay community and the military and I have no problem with it. They do their job. Right. That's all I ask. What right. I don't want to see, and you can go on, there's a kid on TikTok or something. He's, an Air, he's in the Air Force, and he's wearing, like, you know, a Furby outfit in uniform. Right, right. Absolutely right. not. Right. You want to do that on your off time, you go right ahead. As right. long as it doesn't yeah. affect others and it's legal, go for it. Yeah. But you don't do it in uniform. You don't, you don't dishonor the uniform in the service. And uh, the people I mentioned before that I've worked with, they never dishonor the uniform. They never dishonored the service you right. know they're very professional loved working with them i mean right. amazing and they could do the job and they held the standards what is uh real quickly i got about a minute left i will ask you one more thing how do you how do you navigate as a a, a veteran um the the rising um, frustration of American people with foreign funding for things like, in other words, you know, it's one thing to give billions to Ukraine. Um, it's when when at home we feel like we're not doing well enough. And that feels like that's because, you know, if you're man or woman in the military, you're fighting for whatever cause the commander chief tells you you're going to do it and you're going to do it well. Uh, is that as that swung with veterans like it has for a lot of the public? So two things on that. Number one, you fix your own house first. Period. And this isn't just this isn't just as a nation. You do it at home. You fix your house first and then you go out and help others. 
Right. So I'm a fan of proxy wars because it doesn't put our brothers and sisters and our children on the battlefield. Right. And honestly, it's cheaper to do it that way. But you spend your hard earned money on your own home first. First. Yeah. Get things straight. Yeah. We are broken. Now, we're still way better than the rest of the world, yeah, but yeah. we are broken. Right, right, exactly. That's why I say the same thing. Um, it, you know, we're, we got problems. The rest of the world is worse, but we still got don't, – don't, don't make it feel like you're okay because uh, it's worse other places. Hey, unfortunately, I'm out of time. I, I, I'm out of time, so I've got to uh, go. Otherwise, I get yelled at by <laughs> my producers. Uh, John uh, – uh, excuse me, John, uh, the book – I want to make sure I said the book. Uh, John D. Vertai has uh, retired U.S. Army for many years, over three decades – and make sure I uh, hit the book. We are America, a voice from the silent majority. Very helpful. Thank you for your time. Sorry, we got to go to break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. If you have no borders, you have no country. This is a basic truth. There has to be a distinction between what is and is not the United States of America. President Joe Biden has been unable to grasp this basic truth. And his open borders policy has resulted in unparalleled migration across our southern border. To make matters worse, in California, Governor Newsom and the Democrat-controlled state government there are providing every incentive for migrants to keep coming. San Diego residents are faced with regular violations of their property and privacy, with migrants crossing through their backyards without warning. Brian Silvis, a California landowner, noted that migrants passing through his property have become so common that his dogs no longer even bark at the intruders. If I had the money, I'd build my own wall right here, Silvis said. Five miles from Silvis' property, Jerry and Maria Schuster are dealing with migrants in a way no American should have to. Border crossers regularly camp out on their 17-acre border-adjacent property. They leave tents, discarded clothes, and trash on the Schuster's private land. Migrant-built fires illuminate the night in their own backyard. California seems more concerned with pampering migrants than protecting the property rights of taxpaying American citizens. At the beginning of the year, an omnibus spending bill from California's state house went into effect. SB 184 expanded California's state-funded health care to approximately 700,000 illegal immigrants between the ages of 26 and 49. This will cost another $2.7 billion per year. California's Medi-Cal health care program was already facing major doctor and staffing shortages in 2023. Adding hundreds of thousands of new participants paid for by Californians is not only unwise, but completely unjust. California is in the age of migrant madness, and something needs to change very soon. Joe Biden's disastrous border policies are erasing the meaning of America, and California's lavish treatment of illegal immigrants is only intensifying the issue. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. This is Ryan Haidt coming in to wrap up the show for us today. Glad to be with you. Thank you for letting me be here. And uh, thank you, Dad, for being on assignment. I get to uh, fill in once in a while, and I quite enjoy my time with you. Uh, but yeah, we, we do, man, I quite enjoyed the show today. There's a couple of great guests, a couple of wonderful topics that uh, that are very timely, popped in uh, there in the right time. And I'm really glad that Ed got a hold of them, got to talk with them. But um, I had something I wanted to tack on. We're going to come back around here. We talked at the beginning of the, the program about the, the what you need to know, that Congress is broken. We're talking about the Senate border deal, uh, or the lack of border deal, the Senate foreign aid deal, and how there's a broken uh, will to get anything done on the border. But I tell you what, here's, here's an interesting thing, and I wanted to pipe this in real quick and just talk about it. So I don't know if you noticed or not, there was this interesting blip on the radar of a national security threat. And it is very interesting. This this you know U.S. institution um, puts out a supposed national security threat from Russia, but no one says what the national security threat is. Now, this obviously from the time uh, that this is you know you may be listening to this if you're listening to the podcast after the fact, more information may have come out. But they announce some sort of they just drop it in the middle there of the conversation. This this um, government press conference that there's a national security threat against the United States from Russia, and it just so happens that it's days after uh, Tucker Carlson interviews Vladimir Putin. It just so happens that it's uh, 24 hours after the Senate uh, passed an ineffective foreign aid package that the Speaker of the House of Representatives said is dead on arrival. And all of a sudden, there's some sort of uh, national security crisis that's brewing. But no one no one has defined it. This national security threat. What what is it? What in the world is going on? This the, here's here's the real threat. The the real national security threat is the erosion of trust in our institutions of government. And and I I, actually, I have to take I, I've, this is I think something that is not foreign to you and I. I have to actually give credit there. Um, that erosion of trust uh, language. That's Jesse Kelly. Uh, go follow him on Twitter if you haven't. He's a very interesting man. Does a lot of really cool work. Uh, go follow uh, at Jesse Kelly DC, I think, on Twitter. Or excuse me, on X. And uh, this is the old school. I'm not going to be able to get rid of the Twitter talk anytime soon, people. I'm stuck with it. But uh, this is the serious and very real threat to our uh, nation, to our national security, to our uh, country itself, is the erosion of trust in our institutions. No one believes it anymore. Every agency has just been hyper-politicized. So when something like this comes out, all I, all I do, I look at the news headline and go, well, we need to manufacture some sort of crisis, don't we, so that the House will actually take up the bill and we'll send more money to Ukraine. We'll send more money to this without having done a darn thing about our own backyard, about the border down south, about the, the northern border, for that matter, too. We will not have done anything, and yet we have to pass this because now there is a national security threat that is looming. No, none of us believe you anymore. This this is a political cry of wolf. The Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Oh, my goodness. We, we, we've already been there and done that when it comes to the Russia-Russia hoax. 
We know. It's over. We have no more bandwidth left. The American people have no more bandwidth left for this nonsense, for this tour of terror that our institutions are trying to take us on, that they're trying to convince us of boogeymen everywhere, whether it's uh, the Russia, Russians are coming, the Russians are coming, or if it's, you know, supposed uh, um, radicalized white supremacists and traditional Catholics in your own backyard. Oh, my goodness. The terrors. Oh, my goodness. Uh, The manufactured crises that these people come up with, we must not fall for it anymore. Uh, There is so much that is so suspicious that does not even pass the basic smell test. It is time. This is here. I get to hearken back and and repeat Ed's tagline, distrust and verify, distrust and verify. The moment that I hear the words national security threat from a three letter agency, I immediately distrust it. And I'm going to go and look around and see if this is actually something or if it's a nothing burger. If this is a politicized attempt to maneuver something else in a different part of government, i.e. the Senate foreign aid package that is DOA in the House because it's a a hot pile of garbage. This is the kind of um, distrust and verify that we mean when we talk about these things. So uh, there is something to keep your eye on. This is uh, definitely interesting. There's the, the, if you're not on X, this is a good opportunity to hop over to X because the commentary now, you know, with Elon at the reins is just freewheeling and hilarious to run into. But this national security threat that is supposedly undefined, th- this is the kind of thing that we absolutely have to pay attention to and see the field of what's happening. Realize that, okay, this, this is, and this is actually Mike, uh, Mike uh, Turner, the chairman of uh, the, the House Permanent Select committee on intelligence the chairman of that mike turner from ohio he said okay fine today uh the the um we are going to make all of these documents available we are requesting that if there is some sort of threat that the biden administration declassify all of the documents so we can discuss it uh because it's just so vague it's so nonchalantly fake and the house is calling their bluff i i don't think that the that the biden administration will reply but they ought to because mike turner seems is calling their bluff fine show us the documents Show us the documents. But um, make no mistake, folks, there is an incredible national security threat to the United States of America. And not only is it the erosion of trust in our institutions, is it the politicization of the uh, executive branch, but it is, in fact, an open and a wide open border that is run by crime syndicates and human traffickers and drug cartels. It is the paid for and bought uh, by big corporate pharma and fill in all of the industries you don't like the politicians bought and paid for by the time they get to office these are the real national security threats the mark my words these are the real national security threats distrust and verify a national security threat we'll see thank you for being with us here on the show today thank you for being a wonderful part of our pro america report family i appreciate you letting me come and spend some time with you to guest host today and uh, thank you to ed for being such a great host having good interviews great uh, guests on thank you to mason my co-producer for helping me keep all the stuff uh, going in the back background on time and thank you to you for listening we will be back here tomorrow go to proamericareport.com phyllislafley.com for all the podcasts and the resources and links and we will see you back here tomorrow on the pro america report three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.